What's up, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of 2020 of the TDM Show. I am your host, Greg, joined by the educated one, Caleb. What's up, dude? <laughs> I like that. I'm going to have to put that on my Twitter bio, the educated one. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's just another week back, final week back. Happy to be here. Uh, missed a couple episodes because, you know, education. Uh, but I'm glad to be where I am with the people. And then, of course, we have mm. one of the top 26 photographers in Kansas City. Mm. What's up, Matt? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I guess through all of this, I don't know if I ever said this the first time you decided to start that intro, um, is purely based off of a popularity contest and not necessarily skill. Which but makes I do take a lot even of pride more in sense because you're skilled and you're popular. So technically, uh, you're like top two photographers see, in Kansas City. But, see, but here, here's the thing. Oh, okay, stop with it's, the it's humble brag. Like, I know your birthdays are on the corner. You can stop humble bragging. It's okay. It's okay. First of all, I don't need you to dox me like that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say the actual date. I could, but let's not. This is, like, this is, you're this is you're about to say, here's the thing. Like You're talking about a popularity contest. Which that mean. works when you're in high school for prom king queen. But when you're popular for something you do... You're not popular because you're bad at it. Mm. Popular because ah. you're good at it. Mm. Preach. I, well, I have a mixed take on that. And this is not the podcast for that conversation. <laughs> so I will spare it. But I well, do be Before we get started, oh, gentlemen, I just have um, a question I want you guys to answer for me here. Um, what superpowers are you guys getting tomorrow? Lightning. Lightning. I just don't want to have to charge my phone in a plug anymore. Give me lightning powers like static, and I'm good. <laughs> right, so I'm going to tell you mad. a power first that is hilarious that I saw someone respond with. I'm going to tell you what I actually want. Someone said invisibility so they could steal in peace. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's... It's, it's but like, how how does that work though? Like, is just like the TV's walking out the door, and everybody's like, "No, nah, that's cool." It's, it's, it's straight. Oh, you, you are more likely to believe it's a touch. You touch something, and then it turns invisible. Now that's a power. Uh, yeah, uh, but I want to be an omega level telepath. Nah, bro, I'm not trying to hear all those thoughts. Like that's that's what I'm like. Anytime everybody's like, "Oh, I, I want telepathy," I'm like, why? Like, I've seen what my women want. That man went crazy. <laughs> oh, All right, gentlemen. Uh, well, as I said, this is the final episode of the year. Um, I hope everybody listening, I forgot to mention this last week, and I'm drastically apologizing for that. I hope you had a happy Hanukkah. Uh, I hope coming up this week, everybody is fortunate enough to have a ha uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, and then a happy new year following, or for some people overseas, I hope you have a happy Christmas. Because uh, here in America, we like to make everything more complicated and use non-metric scale stuff like that. Uh, but <clears throat> I wanted to know, We I normally start the, the podcast off with one question. I want to change it up this week. What did you play this year? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, as I sat down and looked through my list, uh, I realized that I actually didn't play that many games. I recycled a lot of games, um, and then there was a period of time where I wasn't playing anything. 
Um, so I'm going to start from like most recent and go back as far as my memory can go. Uh, I am four Ravens, two treasures, and one trinket away from platinum in God of War. So that will happen. By oh, the end you, of the year. you've been working on it. I've been oh, working on it. <laughs> I've been working on it. Uh, so that'll happen by the end of the year, uh, for sure. So I'll have my first platinum by the end of this year. I picked up quite a few game of the year nominees that I didn't, uh, have the chance to play, um, based on the nominations. Um, Wasteland three played that for a little bit. Enjoy. I'll definitely go back to it once I'm done with God of War. Uh, XCOM Chimera squad. I picked up on a sale and ended up being nominated. It's a little too buggy. Um, so I just play it when I'm bored and, um, it's basically, it's slowly starting to replace Skyrim for me when I'm bored. Cause when I'm bored, you guys already know what happens. I go right to Skyrim. Um, including that some games that have been recycled. I played Spider-Man twice, um, this year. I have not played Miles Morales yet. So I need to get my hands on that. Played Final Fantasy seven. I played a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I played a lot of, uh, Elder Scrolls online. Um, to a, like to a stupid degree. I played that game. Um, played dragon quest a little bit but then there was discussions of dragon quest s coming out on switch and i thought i would wait for that didn't happen so i will be picking up dragon quest s final definitive edition and playing through that uh, but i'm saving that for something that's on the switch no it did s definitive editions on switch yeah when it when it originally launched on playstation it was just a standard edition and then when it came to the switch it was the s and they just launched physically, or I, I know physically at least, the uh, S edition for the PlayStation console. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saving that one for the top of the year, and that's going to get into my next like follow-up. But uh, beat XCOM 2 um, earlier in the year. Um, I have played Cyberpunk. I am, I've stopped playing Cyberpunk, and I'm waiting for the PS5 update to come out. Let me say it that way. Um, I bought a physical copy, and I just traded it in for um, store credit because there's no games coming out between now and the end of the year. So I'm just like, I'll just hang on to the store credit until something comes out. I got 30 bucks for it. I didn't, I didn't even try to go through the hassle of contacting Sony or CD Projekt Red to try and get a refund. Um, I appreciate the developers to even honor the fact that hey you know we messed up we've tried so we said several things even if we have to we're gonna talk about that yeah if we got to pay for refunds out of our pocket we will we will last game i think i think other games i played is just like some pokemon here and there um persona 5 royal because that's that that is a different game has a different ending than the original persona 5 so persona 5 royal got a, a huge chunk of my time um fire emblem got a huge chunk of my time um, those are, I think, like the major ones, like Division Two every once in a while, Destiny Two every once in a while, a ton of Call of Duty earlier in the year. Um, but that's pretty much it. Well, I have something completely other end of the spectrum than you got, Caleb. Uh, but Matt, I'll let you go before I hit it. <laughs> um, I try to be a little more more structured than that, starting at the top of the year and working my way through uh, what I played. There were there's actually quite a bit that I played just because we were also in a state of absolutely nothing going on for anyone. Uh, so I'd hope I'd play at least a few more games than I did last year, but, um, so I'm pretty sure it's to the best of my knowledge what I could recollect I played through. Um, 
I remember I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 again because uh, they did release the uh, Remind DLC at the top of the year um, on the one-year anniversary, I believe. Um, Snack World, Dungeon Crawl. Played that for like a week or two. Got bored of it, then traded it in. Um, one Piece World Seeker. Had really fun playing that game. Uh, just an open world One Piece was fun to explore. I do want to pick it back up just to beat it because I don't think I completed the storyline. And they do have some DLCs that I'm interested in. Um, then let's see, we got Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, beat that. Close to platinuming. A few more trophies to do on that one. Um, Animal Crossing. Spent a good amount of time in Animal Crossing. Uh, and then... Did I do anything this summer? Just Mario Party, Smash Brothers, Pokemon Sword, uh, Destiny 2 quite a bit, uh, My Hero Academia 1's Justice 2. Still a confusing-ass name. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skate One and Two. Played a little bit of figure out those games even came out this year. It's been such yeah. a like how did how did we miss that? Right, a long year. Uh, and then played a bit of FIFA Twenty One. Modern War, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, the remastered campaign. I played some of that. Fall Guys, just like everyone else. Among Us, just like everyone else. Um, and then Breath of the Wild. I played a lot of Breath of the Wild early in the year. And then more recently, Ori and the Will of the Wisps I picked up, uh, and then Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, Astro's Playroom is one, and I also most recently started Ratchet and Clank. And I think that is about everything that I've played this year. Oh, okay. Um... So I had to get my Switch out to remember all these games that I played and went through most recently played. But I'm going to start. I started the year playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, and then on, on the Xbox. I think it was the only game on Xbox I played this year. And I, I didn't beat it. Uh, played <laughs> through and beat Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us 2, Final Fantasy 15, And I platinum both 7 and 15. Um... Doom, Doom Eternal, I played through as well. And then <clears throat> for the Switch side of things, uh, Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk, Nexomon Extinction, which I actually beat, uh, Ark of Alchemist, which I kind of lost interest in pretty quickly, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which I beat, uh, Super Mario Bros. 35, Atelier, Ryza, Ever Darkness, and The Secret Hideout, which I beat. Uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, I only played 60, uh, Mario 64. Um, what is this? Battle Chasers Night War, I got tired of that one. Fairy Tale, I beat. Uh, see, I played you know some Smash, some Mario Kart. Beat Trials of Mana. Um, played Little Town, what is that? Little Town uh, Hero. Beat that one. Paper Mario Origami King. Beat that one. Animal Crossing. I played some of. Waifu Uncovered. I beat. Played some Trine. Uh, played some Pokemon Shield. Looks like. Played a little bit of Ring Fit Adventures. Super Mario Maker 2. Played some Final Fantasy 8. 
I guess they at some point jumped in Digimon Cyber Sleuth Complete Edition on the Switch, but never did much more than that. Um, Siegecraft Commander, which I beat. World of Final Fantasy Maxima, which I didn't play much of. Darksiders Genesis, which I did beat. Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, uh, Everybody, which I, I didn't beat either. Luigi's Mansion 3 and Astral Chain on the Switch. And then I also played some World of Warcraft on the PC. So uh, I had a very full gaming year. I think it's probably the most games <laughs> I've played in a long, long time. So this year, you know, got to find that silver lining, uh, as you know they always say. This year has been absolute garbage truck dumpster on fire, rolling down the river, um, going over the waterfall, and just the only positive, well, not the only, one of the positives I can look at is to say I actually completed some backlog while adding a whole bunch more, it looks like. So, good year gaming overall. Um, gentlemen, with all the games you played this year, regardless of whether it came out this year or not, what was the game that, like, got you the most that you were like, this is this is me right now? Uh, in, in playing, in replaying God of War, um, there's something special about that title. Uh, that game is one of the best games of the decade, if not ever. Um, if there is such a thing as a perfect game, God of War is in conversation for that. Um, not only is the storyline one of the best written stories I've ever experienced, whether in video game format, movie format, or written format, um, that's a conversation that that needs to be had. In, we leave the storyline and and just experience the world. It's a gorgeous world to be in, and they make it fun to be in. Like Cyberpunk is a huge city, and it feels alive. Um, and there's people and things to see in almost every corner, but it's almost like sensory overload. While God of War is on the totally opposite spectrum. It's this wide open Nordic world that is seemingly just you and your son, Kratos and his son. And you are the one discovering the story through your adventures. And then you get a headless horseman in the name of Mimir who will not shut up, but is <laughs> makes a great travel companion. So then we leave the world and then get into the gameplay. Action is smooth. Um, some of the combos in that game are as complex as like Mortal Kombat fighting finishers, but it never like breaks stride. Um, and it's like it's truly a special piece of video game history that should live on in like for generations to come. Like I truly believe that anyone and everyone should experience this story like this is a game that i know i'm going to sit down with my kids and play that, that, it was an amazing game i beat it when it came out and i i wholeheartedly agree with you like as a father that uh it definitely did something different especially as somebody who's who hates kratos before the ps4 version of god of war i could not stand kratos he was a flat one-dimensional character um and they it, it gave him a lot more and yeah amir like it's mamir mamir yeah right mamir yeah uh i love how they implemented him into the story so like when you're in the boat and it's you're really not doing anything it's it's more or less story time but yeah i can see that it's, that was an amazing game what about you matt uh 
I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, being someone who was Final Fantasy adjacent, I think really the only game I played was like 10 2 and then 13. Uh, you said 10 2? Yeah. Not even yes. 10? 10 2? Yes. Oh. Okay. Honestly, and I say I say play very loosely. Like you, you get to the opening credits and you're just like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bounce. I hit the first save point and I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm done with this. Uh but being able to play like this reinvention of arguably the Final Fantasy game. Like when you say Final Fantasy, like this is the game people think of. Um just a lot of fun and just uh really nailed its stride in bringing in new like gamers while still having an experience for people that are more seasoned at it um, and giving things a slightly different twist to it. Um, but that was the most fun I've had with that game. It, one, it caused me to actually download Twitch and make a Twitch stream. Uh, and I don't think I've completed a game that fast in a long time. So kudos to them for that. And that was probably the game that I had the most fun playing this year. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a bit torn. Um, I said before earlier in the year that I was kind of wishy-washy and flip-flopping between my two game of the years. Um, but I think Last of Us Part 2 uh, is an amazing game. I mean, it had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, the acting, the the hatred for a character and then love for one as you play through the story and, and you play as that character just I, I was phenomenal um i wasn't so much a fan of how it ended just because it, it kind of it left it too open for a game that was supposed to felt like it should be the last of a of a saga and i thought they said it was going to be the end of that as well um but in, in all honesty, Final Fantasy VII Remake has to be my game of the year. It's It hits that nostalgic touch for me. Um, it's like I said when, I, when we did the uh, spoiler cast for that and even after that, it's, it's what I saw the game when I played it as a kid, if that makes sense. Um, it, it's what I envisioned. It's what I felt like it was. So to, to see it almost come to life and true to its story but change it up to keep it interesting so you're not just like oh this is the next beat that's going to happen this is how it's going to work um fleshing out those moments like that tower scene where in matt i, I don't know if you've gone back and actually played original seven since then but that that scene was more or less just yo them, them cats is dead that's it mm. and like you got you got that moment with them and it, like it it literally brought tears i mean that opening scene brought tears to my eyes um when that game first started and to see it play out the way it did uh leave it open for sequels that we knew we were going to get but we didn't know how it would all work together um but to leave it open to make it seem like it's it's still going to stay true but it's going to change it and it's going to change it for a reason it seems like um i'm pleasantly pleased and surprised that game was so awesome happy to say it's my goatee and i cannot wait uh for future installments so i can play more final fantasy 7 because i'll honestly probably treat this like harry potter books when they came out i will <laughs> replay that one 
just so I have fresh in my mind as I go into the second. I I mean, I even did that with Halo when Halo 5 came out. Um, mm-hmm. That that was a fun challenge. My wife dropped on me, and <laughs> I don't lose challenges, guys. So, <laughs> ah, um, But <clears throat> so this week, uh, I want to do something completely different than what we've done in the past. Um, I know we've been changing up where I throw topics at you guys, and we pick one, and we go. But there is only one topic I want to talk about this week. If you guys want to add anything to it afterwards, more than happy to. But I think we, anybody listening and you two on the mics with me, we all know what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the biggest mm-hmm. debacle um, and letdown in not just video games this year, but I think flat out video game history period ever. We're going to talk about CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so this game came out, as we all know, a lot of places gave it, I want to say it's like eight or nines, um, about the average. I know some gave it sixes, some gave it higher, but I think about the average is eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, well, at least it were... on, on average. And then yes. IGN's review for PlayStation four and Xbox one. Well, so the reasoning behind that, they gave it to it on PC and that's because, uh, CD product red, uh, gave all reviewers role to play so they couldn't show off their own gameplay footage they had to use footage provided to them um and they only gave them uh pc codes nobody saw console editions of this game until this game was actually released um so yeah ign went back through and and redid their review specifically for the console versions and, and even more specific the base ps4 and the base xbox one and they gave it a four unplayable in, in an era of games where we've gotten rid of the B category and most big outlets only review what they can because there are so many games, um, we're flooded with with good games, seven, six, seven, eights, which all honestly are good games. When you look at it, what we compare to uh, our big AAA titles, we're used to getting phenomenal games all the time, like nines and tens. So when we do get these sixes, sevens, People kind of crap on them like they're twos and threes. Um, but honestly, they're all good games. But looking at this, with them giving it a four, uh, IGN, you know, um, they're, they they reviewed all the frame rates and stuff like that. I know um, Digital Foundry did the same. And it's, it's not even running uh, 30 frames locked on those consoles. But a lot of things regarding that. From from CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk 27 came out this week. Um, <clears throat> let's start with let's start with them remove them putting out that message that we talked about last week specifically, or at, that it came out on Sunday after the episode, where they they told people to go ahead and contact and well, you're going to get refunds on your game um, if you if you purchased it. You can refund it, go to wherever you purchased it from, uh, and uh, contact them for a refund uh, if that if they can't go through CD Projekt Red for that refund. Um, what's interesting about that is they didn't communicate to anybody outside of their own little circle. They didn't they didn't tell retailers. They didn't tell they didn't make a a, a deal with PlayStation or Xbox to make these refunds. They actually, just actually. They did make a deal with PlayStation. Um, according to, I think it was an IGN article, it was like they had a conversation with PlayStation about getting refunds, and um, it was 
people were contacting Sony and Sony was like, well, you have to go through them. And CD Projekt Red kept saying you have to go through PlayStation. And so the two heads got in the room like, okay, no, let's figure this out now. I don't know how high up it went. I don't know if it was like Sony's LP team, but somebody who was considered a head at PlayStation got in a room with the two heads of CD Projekt Red and said, "Uh uh-uh, what are we doing? They came to the agreement that people would get refunds and Sony went to the extra step of saying, hey, if we're going to be refunding the people for this game, we're not going to be selling it because it's quote unquote not complete and it does not meet the standards to be posted on the Sony uh, SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment Marketplace, which includes um, not only the at the Sony PlayStation Store, but also like Sony can't promote it. That's the conversation um, that I think they should have had with all of their partners. Um, so but maybe didn't. I'm getting something different than you are because my understanding was they didn't talk to anybody. Sony doesn't do refunds on games once it's downloaded. They don't do it happen that way. Um, Microsoft has in the past in some extreme circumstances similar to Steam where you have so many hours. But Sony, once it's downloaded, you cannot refund the game. Correct. Um, but they, they didn't talk to anybody. And f- from what we're getting from CD Projekt Red, which at this point, we'll go into it further as we get into this topic, um, on IGN, full statement from CD Projekt Red is, following our discussion with PlayStation, a decision was made to temporarily suspend digital distribution of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation Store. You can still buy physical copies, yada, yada, yada. Um, all purchased digital and physical copies of the game will continue to put support and updates as we continue to improve your experience. Uh, according to our knowledge starting today, everyone who is not willing to wait for updates and wants a refund for their digital copy of the game can do so by submitting a request at playstation.com slash cyberpunk dash 2077 dash refunds. So this was specifically created for them yeah. because of this huge debacle. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, uh, Sony issued a statement, SIE strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 2077 via PlayStation Store. SIE will also be removing Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation Store until further notice. I can guarantee you that was not a what up fam conversation they had. Yeah, no, no. It's definitely not a yo, come over. It was like, yo, get in the room now. It's like when your mom calls you by your full name downstairs in the kitchen. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They, they didn't hit him with that CDPR. They hit him with the CD Project Red. Yeah, they the compact disc Project Red or whatever that CD stands for. They hit him with the full thing. Like that is that is a that is not an agreement. That is a straight up. We're doing this because you put out that statement. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to sell your game until you fix your you get your stuff together. Yeah, and then kudos to Microsoft. I think Microsoft handled it like. Microsoft watched somebody bring down the band hammer. I was like, ooh, like tough. So uh, Microsoft, Uncle Phil has, as we've we've given that man so many flowers on this program, we will continue to give him those flowers on this program. Uh, the Microsoft team put out a statement saying that they also would honor digital refunds of CD Projekt Red on the Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles. Whichever one you bought, if you choose not to uh, keep your copy, you could apply, keyword, apply for a refund. I'm not sure if that guarantees you get a refund or you just 
get to sit in line and wait like you're you know trying to get your driver's license at the DMV on a Thursday. Um. <laughs> no, I have, I have a question or thoughts on that, Caleb, because if you remember, Xbox Mark was marketed part marketing partners with CD Projekt Red on this um, game. I mean, they even had exclusive console consoles, for yeah. design. The they had game. hard drives. Um, whole yeah, whole nine. Do you think this was because? Do you think this was something they decided to do willingly, or do you think this was something they felt like they were being forced to do because of PlayStation? I think because they don't want to lose that money, they already exactly. got the bag. I think I think it's something they were forced to do, but something that they were happy to do. Um, like again, this new the new face of Xbox is we're about gamers, letting you play when you want, where you want however you want we ain't got no games but you can play the games you do have wherever you want we're about partnerships we're about collaborations i mean they have literally been in partnership with uh my boy todd over at bethesda for the last decade and a half so much so that they went and just bought the bag they just went to zenimax studios like yo here's a bag let homeboy come over here um they've been very very good with um teams like internal teams like the coalition like giving them time to do whatever we want. I don't. I truly don't know what happened with three four three and Halo. That just seems like a huge misstep. But for the most part, Xbox has been like, we're gonna be supportive of our partners and let them have the time to do what they want. We haven't seen the fruition of it yet. So I think this was like, hey, we need people playing third party games on uh, on our console. We're gonna partner with CD Projekt right on it, and then it doesn't turn out well. So I think. Sony coming out and saying that first, immediately people on Xbox are going like, well, what about us? And I think after everything else, Xbox was, I think they had their hand forced, but like, I don't think it's something that they would have opposed to. I think they would have much rather preferred a quieter Twitter statement. Hey, if you're, you know, struggling, contact us at help.xbox.com. No, they had, they had to make a public statement because Sony, again, brought down the banhammer and said you shall not pass so. you know, and that's that's huge the only other game i can think of that's been removed recently um and not due to licensing agreements because like there have been games that have been removed off of stores uh alan wake is one of them because of musical licensing reasons uh the turtles in manhattan was another one like there have been games that are removed from stores but none of them have been removed within a week of the game's launch because yeah. of its inability to play. Now, some of this does fall on the you know PlayStation, Microsoft as well because they they gave them um, when when they went through the game for I think it's licensing purposes. Yeah. Um, Ricky will correct us. Yeah. Thank you. Certification process. Uh, we don't need you, Ricky, for this one. Uh, certification process. They they'll. They gave them the graces because, hey, your CD product Red, your games are great. Yeah. Uh, your last game that you put on our console had its issues, but ran well enough and and fairly well to to get even game of the year nomination for it. So, yeah. um, I thought that was pretty interesting. I do want to bring out um, on an investment call on the fourteenth. Um, there, there is. I, I want to read this part. This is from uh, Mars. Uh, no, what's the name? Bear with me here. These are Norwegian names, I believe, or Polish names. And uh, yeah, Michat uh, Nawakowski uh, was asked a question, uh, a series of questions. 
um, by some of the investors, uh, you know, things of catch beginning of it here and just understand the extent to which the last gen version was not going to be the way it should be uh was it more about the launch is important or more about the uh, we under underestimated how bad the last gen version was and secondly related to that at the certification stage presumably microsoft and sony always get games that still have bugs and decide they're going to be okay partly on the basis of discussion with you that there will be fixes have i understood that correctly um uh you know or do you feel somehow that the certification process kind of only one side or the other and failed to identify just how underperforming the last-gen version was? Now, again, this is coming directly from CG Product Res investment transcript. Um, so the gentleman I mentioned at the top uh, before I started this said, first, your question was about the focus and the cause of ours, of ours ignoring, so to speak, the shortcomings of the current-gen version. It is more about us looking, as was previously stated, at the PC and next-gen performance rather than current-gen. We definitely did not spend enough time looking at that. I wouldn't say that we felt any external or internal pressure to launch on that date other than the normal pressure, which is typical for any release. So that was not the cause. In terms of the certification process and the third parties, this is definitely on our side. I can only assume that they trusted that we're going to fix things upon release and that obviously did not come together exactly as we had planned. Regarding the third question, where we want to go with the PlayStation Xbox. As stated in the statement made public today, in the morning, we are planning to get the game in much better shape than it is now, of course, and a lot of that is going to be happening in December. Uh, come January and February, we're going to see larger improvements, which we've stated already. We have also stated that if your expectation is that the game is going to be equal to, say, next-gens or PC in terms of performance, that definitely isn't going to happen. Having said that, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, but if your expectations regarding, say, visuals or other performance angles are like this, then we're openly stating that it's not going to be the case. It will be a good, playable, stable game without glitches, crashes, though. That's the intention. So, and what he's referencing in that you know, statement made earlier that day was when they had made the statement that they're going to have a big patch in, in January and then a second large patch in February. That statement that he made in that investment call is very, very concerning to me. As, as somebody, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that, that's, that raised some, some eyebrows in my mind. My concern is that, like, again, I was playing the game on PS5. And I experienced maybe glitch-wise, um, maybe four glitches, um, and they were super, super minor. They put out Hotfix 1.5, and then the game crashed every 20 minutes of gameplay. That's for me when the game became unplayable. Uh, is like the constant crashing. Like I play literally. I think there was one day I played 12 hours of God of War straight and did not experience a single crash. Granted, game came out in 2018, blah, 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 patches, updates, all that good stuff. But for the game, they'd be crashing every 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. Uh, that's why I chose to put the game on hold. I think this is a bigger concern for the 140, okay, let's say 20 million people have PS4s now. 120 million people who have, did I say PS5s? To PS4s. Okay. PS4s. Uh, 20, 20 million people have PS5s now. The 120 million who's still on PS4, I, I would just wait. I, I, I would truly just wait. My concern is that, like, yes, 
upper management should have given developers more time. I truly believe this game should have been pushed back until February. That's that's the bottom line. Like any any conversation April, going forward. Yeah. yeah, even April. And I think April is a perfect release time for Cyberpunk. There's no there's literally nobody else in your way. Um that would have if they would have given it the God of War treatment, pushed it back to April, I think we'd be having a much different conversation. But aside from that how old is the PS4? Like the base PS4? How old is that? that November 13, 2020, 2013. Okay. So that's what, seven years? Yep. Can we blame? We can definitely blame them for not being honest. I don't think they get any passes for that. They get no passes for not being honest about how bad it ran on that system. Can we blame them that a game that requires a 3080 Ti to run at max graphics on a PC is not running well on a base PS4 that is seven years old. I think that I think the developers are getting undue criticism for that because it's not their fault that the base PS4 is a base PS4. Brother, you can go buy a PS4 Slim today for twenty dollars and a lunchable. No, you can't. So, Good luck. <laughs> They're sold out now. <laughs> but like, I mean, I had a PS4 Pro and I didn't have too much of a difficult time acquiring one. Again, not everybody's me. Not everybody lives on the bleeding edge of technology like we do. Not anybody has the money to do that. I mean, people have lost jobs, businesses. It's 2020. It's a garbage year. So I'm not making... I, the individual is never wrong. Well, the individual is almost never wrong. Um, they should have been honest. But again, you're on a base PS4 Pro. Like, you're on your base PS4. Do you, what do you, do you, what is there, do you know like, when this game was announced, Caleb? Do you know when this 2013, game was announced? 2013, wasn't it? This game was announced May 2012. Oh, okay. This game was announced a year before the consoles were announced. Yeah. So this this game, um, I, I, I understand. Like, I'm not blaming the developers. I think this game could, should, and will eventually run on the base PS4s. I don't. I it's it's not expected to run as well as it does on a PS5, which, by the way, doesn't have a version of the game yet. Um, or on the P or the PC, like it, that's not the expectation. The expectation is that the game runs on a PS4, like just period. It doesn't matter which model. And and honestly, even on the PS5, Xbox Series, if your game is crashing that much, that's an issue. Yeah. Like 100%. if 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 you wanted to launch this game on PC first, that's fine. Delay the game on consoles push it back until you you have it at a stable point but delay it but when you're talking this game went gold in september and almost three months later the game still doesn't work on consoles that's that's an issue where the developers were put in a situation they did everything they could because management wanted to line their pockets um and Agreed. so much Agreed. so, let me let me switch port. Doo, doo, doo. And I mean, they're still having major issues that are popping up constantly um, with the cyber with Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. And they actually had uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven staff ask CD Projekt Red tough questions following disastrous launch. This coming from GameSpot, and I have another article uh, that's similar that I'm going to talk about here in a second. That's coming from IGN. Um, staff at C Park Red are asking upper management and publisher CD Projekt SA questions about the release. During an internal meeting this week, CD Projekt Red developers posed blunt and pointed questions to the board directors about the company's reputation, 20, Cyberpunk 2077's unrealistic deadlines, I'm just going to start calling it Seed 77, uh, and the mandatory crunch numerous delays before its release. 
Stump Staff asked why the board market of the game was complete and playable earlier this year. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. When they delayed it the first time and they said it's completely playable? Uh, mm-hmm. Why they marketed the game was complete and playable earlier this year when the, uh, that evidently wasn't true. Other CD Projekt Red employees thought and it ironic that developers making a game about corporate exploitation while imposing crunch periods. When asked specifically about crunch during this week's staff meeting, the board said the plan that that plans to improve production are set to be implemented in the future, but there was no clarification on what that meant. The other question was, uh, were either dodged or given vague answers. So you have the staff asking your board of directors, your board of operations, those who are probably making far too much money as it is, why they're forcing these things and they're lying about the company. And that's, that's, Ultimately, the tale that goes through all of this is the lies coming from corporate, um, which anybody who works in a corporation can completely understand and relate to that. Um, but the lies that are coming from corporate left and right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just thoughts on that as I peruse through this IGN one real quick, and I'll, I'll throw any other uh, updates on there as I find some. Yeah, uh, one of the, and I guess it, it's been confusing because we got this year alone three pushbacks in terms of release and i believe because we yep. it was supposed to come out when may June, uh may first time. september november december because i and Those whenever the we got this is least it's supposed to have this year yeah sorry whenever we got the september one i thought at some point in between there they said oh yeah let's just push it back to january and then i was just like all right it's official. We're not getting it this year. And then they're just like, wait a minute. No, let's do November. And it's like, ah, let's compromise. Let's do December. And that that literally happened in a frame of a week. And then I was just like, wait a minute. What happened to January? And honestly, even if they would have waited that extra month, I feel like they wouldn't be as in much of hot water because obviously they'd have more time to work on it. But yeah, it's so many red flags. So many questions. Yeah, we should. I think we should have seen it. We should have seen it. But I, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I think this game should have got pushed back to April, May of next year, um, specifically because putting that crunch on the employees is, is rough. But yeah, when it got when it got moved from the September release date, it was um, they didn't give it a date yet. They just said coming this holiday season. That's all they told us, and then we got. Coming November nineteenth was yeah, the date. November nineteenth. It went, it went gold late September, um, and then like it, it went gold. They had that celebration, and then a week later it was, hey, uh, we're going to delay this another three weeks, and they delayed it to December tenth. Um, and it's it's just been it's been a roller coaster. Like I I understand fans' fever for this game because the marketing behind this game was absolute genius. I mean, they had their Night City, I think they called it, streams. They did almost like a weekly basis for two or three months, it seems like. And they constantly updated people with more information um, and showed off more and more stuff. And come to find out, they never showed us console footage. But uh, it, it's it, they, they drove the demand for this game in a way that was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you had 41% of the players on PlayStation wanted that... that we're going to get this game we're on console and almost half of their player base they let down like that is huge do you guys remember the last time a game like raised this many concerns 
Do you know what it was? Mm. Last one I can think of, Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs was another game that was announced before the the PlayStation 4 Xbox generation, and they showed off PC footage. And the game came out, and everybody was like, whoa, this isn't what it looked like. And that, that was the extent of the complaint, though. Not that it didn't run. It's not what they were shown. Yeah. And that was everybody's issue. And so they felt like they were cheated out of better looking graphics and a better looking game because it ran much better on PC. Ubisoft apologized, put some effort into correcting on the consoles because if you remember that also came on 360 PS3. Yes, it did. So that that was another cross-gen game. So th- it hasn't gotten better in seven years. As we can tell, it's only gotten worse. So can, um, we, can I, we have a side conversation real quick about, like, yeah. should developers stop considering cross-gen games then? That, that's, yeah, and that's where I think we all need to go with this. Is This is... Stop it, it. If it's not working, don't do it. No, it... it and be honest. Like I know these guys are on NDAs. I know these guys are are held accountable. And I I honestly feel for the developers. And as we've said many times this year, if you add at a developer for doing their job and what they're told, get out of here. Because yeah. I can guarantee you, somebody can come into your workplace and be pissed off at you because you did what you're told, even though it was wrong. That's like getting mad at the the guy who works at the Ford plant. Because uh, they decided the new F-150 was going to cost an extra $5,000. Yep. He doesn't know that. He's just putting the... He's literally putting the car together. It's not his fault. Yeah. That, that's that's a, an apt uh, uh, assessment of that one. Because that, like, that is... It's insane. It is absolutely insane. And I'm, I'm loving the memes that people have come together and thrown in defense of the developers. You know, that, that bicycle dude yeah. where he's like, Mag, the developers didn't release the game puts the thing in the spokes and then he gets pissed off because it came out broken. It's like, come on, man, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been big and to add insult to injury. IGN posted an article today or yesterday, rather late last night, uh, cyberpunk 2077 save files over eight megabytes may become permanently corrupt. Yeah. I just uh, eight those gigs? Playing eight, eight megabytes, megabytes. Like eight megabytes. That's eight not, that's megabytes. Not a lot. That's not. I thought it was eight gigabytes. No, uh, they may become permanently corrupt. Unusable redder magic taco sauce. Yo, that's a dope name. That's magic taco sauce. Props to you for getting that on Reddit. Uh, posted a PSA alerting others to issue and gog.com, which is owned by Cyberpunk. Um, unfortunately, the save is damaged and can't be recovered. The statement reads, please use an older save file to continue playing and try to keep a lower amount of items and crafting materials. <laughs> mm, I don't know if it gets much lower than that. <laughs> yeah, it, Yo, yeah. Get, get rid of your inventory so we don't crash your game. What? Like, don't don't play the game it's meant to be played because if you do, you're gonna break it. Yeah, that's, like that's that's insane. That is insane. Th- this game. I have it. I have it for the Xbox. Uh, the extent that I've played it, I haven't even was Casey making my my character and laughing like a schoolgirl. Uh, she had fun doing it, but I don't want to go play the game because I'm afraid of what, like I'm afraid to get invested and then be pissed. 
And I, I like, I, I hate that feeling of playing a game. You really enjoy it. Something happens and you lose four hours. And at that point, I won't go back. Guaranteed, I will not go back to that game. So this, this has been a debacle um, of catastrophic events. Like it, it's, it's almost like the best way to end twenty seventy seven. But it's horrible for some people. Like nobody died because of this, but people are probably going to lose their jobs yeah the uh the founders lost i think what is it a total of one billion dollars already like within the first 24 hours the company lost 27 points i don't know if you know anything about the stock market or the uh, like investing and points, swing, points. Trades. 27 points will literally cause the stock market to freeze uh we saw that in march <laughs> um but, but to lose 27 points in 24 hours and then totally so far they've lost a billion dollars is, I mean, tough. I don't care who you are. You lose a billion dollars. That's a tough night. And what does the reputation of CG Project Red hold in the future? This t- that, that's the other thing yeah, that's really concerning. That's the that's that's the most unfortunate part because literally everything else in their discography is phenomenal. The Witcher franchise, phenomenal. Gwent, that came out of like a side game that somebody put a lot of love into, is now its own standalone game. And there's like a Gwent championship where somebody won like a, a million and a half dollars. Like all of that goes gets flushed down the window. Um, Boulder's Gate. Boulder's Gate, like gets no love because of this. I mean, everything, you got to think about how much DLC and multiplayer and all this other stuff they had planned that now gets shelved until they get this ironed out and their next game will suffer because of this people will if, go if into, they have a next game if they have a next game like, exactly if they have a next game which i think they will i think they will the game sold a lot um they're losing a lot of money um, especially with the refund situation right now there's actually a huge lawsuit that's about to get filed um for misrepresentation i'm sure you're gonna pull that up but then also yeah. like they broke steam records like they've like this game even, it broke everything. It broke everything. Its own game. <laughs> it, the game broke itself, and it broke Steam records. It's breaking PS4s. It's breaking. Everything's broken. Um, but in spite of that, the few people who are playing the game still love it. Now imagine if we had a good launch to this game. It was, and that I think is the worst part about this. Right. Is that right. people love this game that can actually play it on a 3080. Um, to get full visual quality and everything out of it, and they're still having issues, but they love the game regardless. It's it's a it's a little different. When I like this, almost reminds me of THQ. What brought THQ down initially, or ultimately, was you know bad games coming out to bad sales and spending too much money. There, that Pictionary game. Do you remember that? Yep. It was this tablet that you had that had a pen and it sunk up to, you had one version for every console. It was like the beginning of Toys to Life almost. And you could draw on this thing and it would show up in the game. But it didn't sell. And because THQ was a B-class at best publisher, um, they went under. That destroyed them even though they had great games under their catalog and had games like South Park about to come out. That ruined and that put them under uh, ultimately, and it, it might be a bit of a stretch, but this could have a huge effect to that extent 
on CD Projekt Red. I'm not saying and I don't want them to go under because I don't want people to lose their jobs that are working hard. I would love for the board of directors to lose their jobs because they're just out here lying to the public at this point. They're 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 trumping all over the place. Um, like but like as as you said, Caleb, yeah, IGM put up an article. Uh, again, this one actually came out at about 3.22 p.m. today, December 20. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, CG Project Red could face a class action lawsuit over misrepresentation. Uh, uh, action lawsuit accused developer misrepresentation in order to receive financial benefits. And that's, I mean, that is, is there a, anything else you know? In the U.S., that is a felony. Yep, that's that is a family crime in the U.S. Case, so I can't speak to that, that extent of knowledge behind it, but yeah, it's regardless, it's massive. Yeah, like you're talking. Not only are those people who are returning to games possibly getting their money back, but they might also get a bag. Probably won't be a big one, but a bag on the backside as well um, because of this misrepresentation. Yeah, I this, I, this I, I saw that and I immediately like felt sorrow in my heart. I'm like. This sucks because uh, I recently learned this. I didn't know this before, but a lot of game development actually works on a contract basis. So the mm-hmm. studios run lean because they have the studios will have like 20 employees. Like, right. That the, that actually works. That's a stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Going yeah. So they got like maybe let's say 20 employees that are actually employed there and they work there every year. But then they get a video game project and HR goes on a hiring like they hire people for a five-year contract like uh matter of fact god of war developers um who makes god of war again santa monica santa monica they posted up three jobs and all four all three of those jobs have four-year contracts on them so these people who work on a contract basis are now gonna have a hard time like this like a lawsuit like this affects everyone across the board. People might are probably going to lose their jobs. Contracts might get sh- cut short. Um, the company might be forced to do sell offs, which is where they sell off shares of their company in order just to stay alive. It's just a it's a bad situation all the way around. And I'm just like, damn! If we only were able to wait until January or March yep. or April, like we would be on a totally yeah. different planet. Be patient. Game development is much like retail. During your normal 10 months out of the year at any retail place, um, you have a slim staff. If you go to any, especially small box stores, if you go regularly, you'll know all the people. Come October, November, December, you're going to see three, four times as many people in that store than you ever saw before because they're busy. It's the exact same thing for game development. And after the holiday season, those people don't have that job anymore. Yeah. After the game is done being developed, those people get cut instantly, and they don't get that paycheck any longer. They don't get. I, I don't think they get any back revenue. They don't get any any anything but their name on the game. That's all they get. And yeah. that's why pushing for unionizing in this industry is such a big deal right now. Yeah. And like now, are, it sucks because. This could have been amazing for somebody's like resume. Now it's a question mark. Do I want to put this on my resume? It, it, it with everything coming out, I think this will still be something of a great resume add-on. When you when you hear that it's not the development that suffered um, because development suffered, it's development suffered because management pushed it to a date that it could not reach. I think 
I think most people in this industry um, who have a brain on their shoulders are, are going to look at this and understand. Like, this is what I did in CG Product Red. Yo, that looks good. I understand what happened to it. It's not your fault. You did everything you could. And I think, I hope that's what we'll see with a lot of these um, studio heads. I would love to talk to one and pick their brain about this because I think that would be the coolest thing in the world, this specific situation. Um, but I, I feel for these developers. As somebody who works for a corporation, I get it. Yeah, I left. I left corporate America because of the exact situation. You hire a bunch of people on, you get the crunch time in the year. You're working. I think there was a, there was a time where I was making a lot of money, but I think there was one day I spent four hours of sleep because the other twenty were spent at work. I spent twenty hours at work, thirty minutes driving to work. 30 minutes driving home the rest of like that three and a half hours of sleep and then the next day was right back to work yeah sure i made a bunch of money but like my body physically was dying i had to leave corporate america to try and make a semblance of an income for myself just because i was like this isn't how i'm supposed to live life and for someone i can't imagine going to school or teaching yourself code um working your tail off to try and get this amazing job maybe you get the contract yeah maybe you get the job as as a level designer and again, the game is absolutely beautiful. And once you're in the heart of it, once you're really, really in it, like I, I, I came up with a backstory for my character. I was playing a specific playthrough. I was going all the way in. Like my dude is basically uh, a corporate dude who got screwed over and is now like a ninja hacker. I don't use guns too often. I like hack and I use my sword. And, like, I was enjoying that, like, role-playing element. And then I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to plan my second playthrough as a street kid who's a muscled-up shotgun, like, running there, just, like, rhino everybody. I can't do that now. And that, 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 that sucks that my story and the story of so many gamers and I'm sure so many developers is tainted because, again, we get to this issue of corporate greed. Um, but, you know, it is, it is, unfortunately, as they say, the way it is. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other information out there. Um, I just want to clarify something here real quick, Caleb. On IGN's post about the refunds, um, oh, I just had it here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Refunds or the lawsuit? The refunds specifically. Uh, while there have been reports of some players receiving refunds even before CD Projekt Red's apology, uh, following it, it seemed that no special deal had been worked out between CG Park Red and the platform holders that that at that time. So they straight up came out and like said stuff that, that they shouldn't be saying. Yeah, um, it, I've heard, I've seen reports. And I'm, I'm sure if you go through the investment calls, because they've had a lot of investment calls the last two weeks. There have been things where they, they you know, the, the management team, the, the board of directors straight up said, this game runs great on both, on uh, all generations, on all consoles. It runs great. Like, and then either they're lying to themselves or they're just, they're not looking at it. They're not, they're not paying attention. And like, there's a thing to be said about, you know, uh, having to run a corporate business right because at the end of the day games are a business it's a multi-billion dollar business it's actually creeping into the trillion dollar business territory um one of the i think five industries that's projected to be a trillion dollar business long story short there's something to be said about running a business well and there's something to be said about running a business efficiently they have done neither this was Mm -mm. neither efficient nor was it well 
And if you know your product and you know your team, again, I have to go back to God of War. We were all terribly disappointed when God of War got delayed. But by golly, were we ecstatic that it did because what happened? The final product delivered. Let's get away from God of War. Let's go to GTA. How many times did GTA get delayed? I think it was two or three. Yeah, GTA was originally supposed to come out April 2013 and got delayed to September. That was the biggest one. That was the big. But when that dropped, man, we're excited. (laughs) Here we are seven years later. Seven years (laughs) later. People are still buying that game. And we don't understand how. Again, let's stay in that wheelhouse. Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Everybody was like crack fiending for that game. And they were like, hey, yo, cuz it's not ready. Uh, Y'all hang around outside. We'll, We'll come back to you later. And that's all they did. They were just like, yeah, the game's not ready. We'll give you a date later. They didn't even say, I mean, oh, coming holiday. They were just like, we'll give you a date at a later point. And then <laughs> they were like, all right, cool. It's going to come out in three months. And then we waited three months. And then it came out. And again, too much of like the joy of everyone. The game was phenomenal. It ran well. It was a little bit glitchy. But two weeks later, they fixed it. A little bit of glitchy is fine. Yeah, a little like, bit of glitchy is fine. Some- but like some issues, like that, that, that's what's great about the new like way... Games not being on stuck on a cartridge without internet being able to fix it, that's good. It's not like you know, uh, Perfect Dark when you had to send your cartridge in to get a replacement because the original cartridge wasn't working right. Like glitches are okay when it breaks the game, crashes your console, possibly bricks it, never stays up running, save files no longer work. That's when you have an issue. I mean, Matt, you know better than anybody else having to wait how many years for Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, and that's pro- this is probably a better experience waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. And I wouldn't even say it's a perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, looks at we're like one of my favorite developers, top five in my book, uh, of all time, Bethesda is known. Like literally, they are known for having glitchy games. But like the glitches don't break the game. They don't break the game. I mean, up on, and everyone was willing to put up with it because it was great. Up until Fallout seventy six which, again, that's ZeniMax Online Studios, not necessarily Bethesda. People need to know the difference between a publisher and a developer, so people need to relax. But up until Fallout 7076, where the online game came out and was unplayable, did people like, all right, now you guys have gone too far. Take it back to the lab and fix it. And two, again, their credit, ZeniMax Online Studios have stuck with that game for a very long time and it has a thriving community now i think there's like seven people in there but you know seven <laughs> people is more than it's more than it's more than zero uh all seven of them are happy though according to math it's working so 100 percent of players who are still playing that game are happy there you go that's how math works <laughs> yeah it's um what so we've we've talked in, in almost a nausea about this but what do you think this looks like for the multiplayer DLC they promised that yeah. is supposed to come out 2022. What do you think this looks like for, are, are we looking at a period where we're getting rid of crunch? Cause if you remember, there was that big report that came out from Jason Schreier when red dead released, how employees were working 80, 90 hours a week leading up to that game for four or five weeks just to get that game done. Do we see smaller lead times um, bef- before announcement? Cause We've been waiting eight years for this game. Do what? we get do we get more like construct games completed before they're actually announced even or I in my book, um, the industry needs to be very, 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 very 
dedicated to eliminating crunch. Crunch clearly doesn't work. Um, there was a perfect meme that um, described Cyberpunk. It was like, Cyber CP2077 is bad because of crunch. Um, oh, it was bad in despite of crunch. And the meme was like, mm, no. It was like the, the, what is it? Thou shall not, one does not simply... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one does no. not simply walk into Mordor. Exactly, and it was like CD Project uh, Cyberpunk twenty seven was bad, in spite of Crunch. Like it's like Crunch happened, and this game is still broken. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very deadly. It's a like honestly, I think back to like coal miners in the early, 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 early days of like like coal miners working in factories for umpteen hours. And management is just upstairs selling coal by the barrel and living off crash. And nothing gets done until a mine crashes and 18 people die. (laughs) We don't want to get to that point in the video game industry. So we need to be very, very, very like dedicated to eliminating crunch in this industry. I I applaud all those people who are leading the unionization movement. It's going to be difficult because video games are being made across three continents. Like Assassin's Creed had developers on three different continents. That's insane. That's insane. I don't know how you unionize across three continents, but good luck figuring it out. Long story short, shorter lead times, I think, is the answer. Um, what I think it is the answer. Wait until your game is ready. I don't think we should even announce games going gold anymore. We need to stop that. I think you wait until your game has gone gold, and then you announce, hey, your game is going to be out in three months. You do all the marketing. You push it. And again, we've, we've seen this work before i know it was bethesda that did it i know i'm biased but we've seen it work not every company has the pleasure of using that three-month span that bethesda gave us was it six months greg can you remind me uh june to november yeah five months five months uh like we know it's possible we know it works not everybody's gearbox not everybody's bethesda not everyone is uh rockstar i know this i understand some people need a little bit more lead time okay six months but make sure your game has gone gold and then spend that six months marketing. Spend that six months fixing bugs. Spend that six months getting your team excited to get out there and play the game. Fixing the bugs. like Yeah, I think I think that's that's ideal. I hope that we see a change. I, like you said earlier in the show when we were talking about this, I hope we see something where if you have to put it on the new gen consoles first, and launch it on that and maybe on PC at the same time. And then you, I mean, we're, as Switch players, we're all used to it. Yep. Doom just came out for the Switch and it came out nine months ago on the PS4, PC, and Xbox. Like, it, there's there's no reason why they have to come day and date on all the same consoles. If the it Witcher works on Witcher 3 is on Switch. Yeah. Like, if it works on the PC at launch, great tell pc players they're gonna get it later or console players you'll get it later you're still gonna get it you just need to be patient and wait your turn and as gamers instead of being angry and using death threats and talking about how you're gonna rape somebody and all this unnecessary commentary let the developers do their job be patient i understand that you're excited but if you're going to get upset because somebody isn't doing their job fast enough, you're going to get situations like CD Projekt 
read Cyberpunk 2077. Yo, that's really hard to like break that up, by the way. Yep. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077, and, and it's, it's not going to work, and you're going to be even more pissed off. It doesn't help the situation. Sit back, relax, drink that cup of wine, the brandy, the bourbon, the rich and rare whiskey if you're really on a budget, and just let it be. There's bigger things you need to worry about than a video game releasing or not releasing on your console. Matt, you've been quiet. I know you're not really interested in Cyberpunk 2077. I get it. That's fine. How are you doing over there, though? I want to make sure you're all right. I'm good. Like, I was always contemplating whether I should get the game or not. And seeing as it's literally nowhere except Walmart for PS4, don't think anyone's buying that soon. <laughs> uh, just chilling. Good. Um, gentlemen, is there anything else y'all want to talk about today? Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, appropriate since it's our last podcast episode of the year to talk about our video game New Year's resolution. Okay, okay, okay. I still don't know mine. <laughs> so actually, actually, I wanted to, I wanted to to, to spice things up a little bit. Oh, so I have yeah. thoughts about this. Oh, okay. Oh. Muy caliente. Okay. So we've we've all talked about we're going to be chasing platinums next year, right? I haven't confirmed. I'm, 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 Greg, I'm you started confident. the movement. I said I would jump on board. Thus, <laughs> Caleb feeling left out said, "Hey, I'll do it too." <laughs> I got a choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that being said, let's keep count. Mm. And whoever has those platinums by the end of 2021. We'll, we'll get a small something. Okay, I don't know so what it is, but we'll figure it out. Are we starting with our only Platinums we got in 2021, correct? Yeah, only 2021. Okay, because okay, I was about to say, Greg is leading by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, are there any restrictions on the games we can play? Like, do these have to be so, AAA titles? At, so, at least 50% of them, no, at least 75% of them have to be at AA or AAA games. So I I don't have all of the terms fleshed out. That'll be something we'll present the first episode of the year. Ooh, I like that. Um, but yeah. obviously because we're talking about Platinums, these are console games uh, restricted to PlayStation specifically. Um, I, I was going to ask about that. What if we play the Xbox game, but we get all the trophies. Are we going to include that, or are we just solely going PlayStation Platinums? Since you're the only one on an Xbox, that don't count. Ain't like there's any games I really want to play on the Xbox. I'm, there's <laughs> one game I'm waiting for on the Xbox. You already know this. I'm buying that Fable Xbox Series X. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Halo. Well, I mean, I'm waiting for Halo, but who knows? Yeah, it's supposed to come out 2021 fall, but it'll probably be released like <laughs> January 2029. So I have no clue. In that, that's all right, though. I'm okay with waiting for the game to come out. I just have to give them some snarky comments because it was supposed to come out, launch to console, and it didn't. But I'm okay waiting for the game. Just, just want to throw that out there. So I'm not like going back on what I just said. <laughs> right. But yeah, all that to say, we'll figure out. Uh, the specific terms and conditions of this, and we'll also figure out what the prize will be. Okay, all right. It's a little uh, friendly wager. We should do it like a like a fantasy league where you get like a trophy. We just got to figure out what like 
with the trophy. I actually, I wanted to do something like that. I wanted to do, uh, so I, uh, not I didn't, uh, kind of funny did that for PlayStation specifically. Um, they went through open critics and you can do like a fantasy league where throughout the year you pick titles at first and then based off of like what it rates, you get X amount of points. Um, and then you have a certain amount of cash you can use, like obviously fake cash to buy other games throughout the year as they get announced. Um, and whoever wins the fantasy league of that, it's almost like the, they did that before the movies as well. Uh, yeah, other I remember before. that. I remember so, that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I kind of want to look into doing that as well. Obviously, we have three weeks as confirmed, right, Matt? It is three weeks? Two weeks. So yeah, two weeks. We, will, we will be, we'll record and be back. I just want to make sure our math lines that, up. That Tuesday is. So, January 12th. 12th. Yep. So, we'll be back on the 12th new episode um, as long as it gets posted on Tuesday. Sometimes, you know, we're a little off, but we, we still get it within that week. Yeah, just, you know, but uh, it's, it's, I kind of want like a. It's kind of like how our government treats it. Close enough. <laughs> you'll get that stimulus check. We don't know when, but you'll get it. It's just uh, uh, the bur- the Burger King coupons you get in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we could do something like that. Fun, but I definitely like this platinum chasing trophy thing. Yeah, yeah. So the and the thing is, I think we can also like keep counter platinum chase. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, and uh, immediately I just thought of the memes of the guy that spray paints or the person that spray paints next to the Chase Bank symbol. <laughs> it's like Chase a bank, Chase no woman. <laughs> <laughs> With that, gentlemen, anything else we want to talk about? We're going we're gonna to talk about our platinums and I think our newer resolutions, Caleb, uh, on the first episode of the year. We'll see how many we're going to fall through and how many we've already quit by the time we get there. Cause you know, it'll be about two weeks. That's usually when people drop their resolutions. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? That's it. All right. I love you guys, Matt. Tell them where they can find you at guys. We so appreciate you sticking with us through 2020. Uh, and tuning in to the TDM show. I know I have a lot of fun getting on here talking about video games, hashtag not a gamer, uh, with two of my favorite co-hosts. Uh, but you can always tune in to us at the TDM show on Facebook and Twitter. You can join the conversation using the hashtag the TDM show. That's where you can join in uh, the TDM show on Instagram. You can also head over to our website, whitenoisestudio.com slash TDM show. Fill out a form there, say hi, suggest uh, topics or guests that would could be on the podcast. And we're available on all platforms that podcasts are streaming. So be sure to like, rate, review, and share us with your friends. Caleb? Uh, you can not find me on the internet. <laughs> all my accounts are private for personal reasons. I have to make like another one, another account, whatever. Uh, I think the safest place to find me is on Instagram at Old Man Mookie. Uh, because, uh, yeah. For reasons, find me on Instagram at Old Man Mookie. I like that the safest place. Because <laughs> there is it places the most restrictive the place. Uh, it's the place I can get in the least amount of trouble. Uh, I'm on Clubhouse, but y'all can definitely not find me on Clubhouse. I'm reckless over there. <laughs> it's all audio; doesn't leave a trace. <laughs> yeah, I get in there and just say whatever I want, and then leave. And people are like, "Who is that guy?" <laughs> 
Well, you can find me on Twitter because I'm available. I'm very rarely tweet, but I'm always lurking somewhere. Actually, somebody ver- verified actually retweeted my retweet. I was really go. happy about that this there week. We like, whoa. Uh, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tonksy, T-O-N-N-K-S-Y. Um, it has been a great year, guys. I appreciate you again, as always, letting me do this and doing this with me as well. Um, I hope you enjoy your powers. And anybody else out there, let me know what you got. Um, but, you know, we we can see what we we can't we can't make happen. Maybe maybe get some uh some superpower team going. I'll just be the guy in the background giving out water bottles. Um, but I hope everybody out there listening. I hope you guys stay safe. Uh, have a merry festivus, uh, happy new year, and all the other good stuff out there. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening, and you know we'll see you next year. Have a good one.